0: hello and welcome to the drunken fan podcast where uh still hot takes and hot opinions and probably incorrect opinions especially with college football that this past week we also discuss very little of the stars and a lot of other things mavs news is big this week a lot of college football stuff to talk about again we promise to not go off on an urban meyer tangent we'll get to that later um but then we also discuss rangers news and uh FC Dallas being eliminated from the MLS Cup playoffs, but uh, first things first. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. You didn't hear my fart noise? I heard your fart noise. That was a healthy fart noise. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was good.
1: It's nice and clean, and
0: that's the whole reason why you. Uh, that's the whole reason why you put that pause in there, isn't it? Just yes. So that way you can make the fart noise.
1: If for some reason this ever gets played in clubs, you know, it's just the one random. Skip where you go. Oh no!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that's it lets people know that the beat's gonna drop.
1: Yeah, like that Eminem song. Did you Oop, the CD just skip and everyone just heard you let one
0: rip? Speaking of Eminem, did you see what SNL did this week with the with with with, with the stand? Stan stew. Yeah, they did stew, and he was writing <laughs> the letters <PS5> to, <laughs> to Santa from Santa. Yeah, and then Santa writes him back and goes like, "Wrong number, who dis?" <laughs> 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 And then Eminem makes an appearance at the end, too. He goes, yeah, Eminem comes on the TV. He goes, man, from Santa? What is it? And he he goes, oh, a PS5. That's cool. Hey, Stu, you fucked up. You know, like it's so it was it was it was pretty good.
1: Oh, I did not see the end of it. I just saw the beginning and I was like, that's kind of clever. And then I was like, done.
0: Yeah, I know. But it just seems so random that they like like that's such a dated reference. I wonder how many people didn't even get it right
1: well i think that's that's i mean that's pete davidson for you though
0: yeah i mean yeah i know i mean don't get me wrong i loved
1: it but i thought it was hilarious yeah the, the i the idea of it i thought was hilarious i didn't actually watch all of it i watched about the first 30 seconds yeah it
0: was pretty funny that they because they brought out like an elton john impersonator and they brought out i think that that was really dido too no
1: that was kate mckinnon oh was it okay yeah i, yeah,
0: I didn't know like
1: I, I didn't i didn't even know they brought out elton john I, I stopped after dido and i was like okay there we go that's oh no that's yeah they, I, yeah
0: they brought out elton john that was wow. pretty funny too not <laughs> obviously not elton john but right yeah man that was funny so anyway yeah yep
1: so uh w- before we start this is the Drunken Fan Podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah, let's do the plug.
1: If you like what you hear or you don't like what you hear, or you he- if you hear this.
0: Yeah, just if you hear it at all.
1: Why don't you just sub- go ahead and subscribe on your, pod- your podcast platforms and leave... Like, subscribe, and leave comments and, and stuff. It, it doesn't matter what you say. It helps us in the algorithm. Algorithm. I sound like a nerd. But it helps us with the, the, the stuff and... Uh, if you yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. We're slightly worse at Twitter than we are at when I say we. I, it's me. You, I'm, yeah, I don't even I'm the, know. I'm the one tweeting, uh, <clears throat> and I, I'm worse at Twitter than I am at talking. Which over the past thirty seconds, how, how could I be? Mm-hmm. But um, so we've got the Twitter, and then we also have what's
0: the what's the Twitter handle?
1: The Twitter. So yeah, see, see, drunken, drunken fan. Worse. It we're drunken at, fan
0: and the letter and the number one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just try this over again? Drunken at drunken fan and then the number one.
1: Yes, yes.
0: We also have an email,
1: which is drunkenquestions at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any anything that you any, any, any you know anything that you want to say, if you want to rub my nose in the Urban Meyer news, if you want to, I don't know if you want to rub my nose in the fact that the Longhorns aren't playing in the big 12 championship. You know, or if you just have some positive feedback or negative fe- just any kind of feedback, we're good with ev- anything. mm-hmm, just email us, please. We're getting lonely in the internet world.
0: Yeah, how was our reach this week? Oh
1: <laughs> the uh the furthest away listener, unless it's changed in the past twenty minutes. I'm looking at it'm I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Sorry, my go-to Like When I'm Yeah So, oh, oh Last second with the The furthest away listener It was going to be Ashburn, Virginia But not today Sorry, Ashburn It's Bar, Vermont Oh, B-A-R-R B A R R E. Hmm. Okay. And uh and uh you you go with whatever it is that you're gonna talk about. I'm gonna look
0: up a fun fact about Bar real quick. Alright. Yes. Very prepared for uh the podcasting today. So
1: uh, well, what, you know? But you see, we get all, what you pay for.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And you get uh, and maybe it's free, you know. Sure, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were quoting Jason Boland there. Who? Never mind. I'm just kidding
1: i'm just kidding uh i was not quoting jason boland but you know but it worked
0: so well thank you bar vermont and thank you Asheville, virginia as well we uh we appreciate all of our listeners it's ashburn oh man see i i just completely forget (laughs) all of them ashburn virginia excuse me used to live in the virginia area
1: i figured it was probably one of your friends because they're actually uh they listen Oh, really? Yeah, Ashburn shows up basically every episode. Oh. So, hey, uh, I know you didn't win the furthest away listener competition, which you would, I mean.
0: Hey, if you're, whoever Ashburn. Yeah, email. Yeah, email. Because if it's one of my friends, then it'd be nice to know who it is because they they definitely don't tell me that they listen.
1: Yeah, dude, email. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't break up with a girl over her answering machine? Yeah.
1: Okay, here's a fun fact about uh, Bar, Vermont. Alfred Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Trouble with Harry, premiered at the Paramount Theater in Bar on Sept. Oh
0: my God, Jesus, are Christ. you all right? Do, do you have a I reset button? Yeah. I don't even drink
1: anymore. I don't even drink anymore.
0: Let's try That's, this why. Again. That's why. That's why. Alfred
1: Hitchcock's movie *The Trouble with Harry* premiered at the Paramount Theater in Bar on September twenty seventh, nineteen fifty
0: five. That's huge, dude. That's that's a lot. That, that's a lot. Uh, that's that's a bigger fun fact than the last one that we had. Dude, I'm I'm
1: convinced that there is a fun fact about anywhere.
0: Yeah, of course. Anywhere. And don't get me wrong, Wyoming. I still love you. Yeah. But that was not a good fun fact. I mean it was it was interesting, but Alfred Hitchcock it doesn't matter what the fun fact is. Alfred Hitchcock always takes It could, takes the
1: it could cake. have been like Alfred Alfred Hitchcock ate a sandwich here one time. I think it was bologna. And you'd be like,
0: "Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah."
1: I you know, I always figured he would be a ham guy, but
0: you know. This is good stuff. I mean it. I'm not being sarcastic. All right, let's get to the stars. You want to get to the stars? There's not much. The stars um, at night. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. So the uh, the only news. No, <laughs> I hate that song so much. <laughs> I'm so glad they don't play that at home games anymore. So really, the only thing that uh, we have here is that there are three more ECHL teams, which is kind of like uh, it's it's double A hockey. Is it like the ECW? ECW? No.
1: Isn't that like a wrestling? Thing? It
0: was yes, out of Philadelphia. Yeah. It was Extreme champion, Championship Wrestling. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, no, it, it's <laughs> definitely not like. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of fights there, but uh, but three ECHL teams. Which it's got. You've got the NHL, then the NHL, then the ECHL.
1: You said the NHL, then the NHL.
0: The NHL, the AHL, yeah, you said, and then NHL the twice. ECHL. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them is the Dallas Stars affiliate, the Idaho the Idaho Steelheads. So that means that everyone that is on that team is now a free agent. Oh, so that's just the player agreement that the that the league agreed upon, and so now it's it's going to be it's going to be rough sledding going forward whenever they decide to bring them back for the 21-22 season. Who knows what that's going to look like, and uh, so that's that's a big blow. But another thing that I read is that the NHL is, since Canada is not allowing teams to travel because yeah. it's only essential travel, they're talking about doing a division realignment for the NHL this year, which is not going to hit its scheduled start time. They were, they were targeting January 1st. It's not going to look like that because the players don't want – the players have to have a training camp. Right. And they don't want training camp to happen during the holidays. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. It's just and and are it, it's not going to be a full season like they hope that it would. It's probably going to be about fifty six games or so, give or take.
1: Which is probably good for the stars, to be honest. But uh,
0: you know, I mean, uh, it's I think that that's good for the league. It's going to be way too hard to try and get all that together. But they're talking about doing a a, a, a realignment of all of them, so that way it's going to be like an all Canada division. And then it's going to be like an all West Coast and all East Coast and an all Southern division. So, So,
1: like an all Texas division? Well,
0: it's going to be the if this is the way that it's going to go, this will be the first time in, I think, NHL history that the two teams that met in the Stanley Cup finals will be in the same division the next year. Oh yeah. Cuz it's it going to be it's going it'd be like the stars, the hurricanes, the lightning and that's going to be that's going to be nice because it's there's going to be no more like western games. I'm sure that there will be some but, uh, I but mean, there's not going to be Arizona
1: would be Arizona's South, go,
0: right? Or Arizona is West? actually go, they'll, they they're going to be a part of the West and this is not confirmed okay. or anything. This is just something that I read that, uh, that is in the works and the stars huh. division is actually going to be called the, the guy who's writing the article actually called it the rich Peverly ha. because it would have been the stars, the hurricanes and, um, and one more I can't remember, and obviously they're not going to be including the Boston Bruins, but it's going to be like a Rich Peverly division because it's just going to be a bunch of teams that Rich Peverly played for. So uh, it, it, that would be interesting, and it would be it would be nice to see the Stars play a lot more Eastern Conference games mm-hmm. and play it more consistently because there is an Eastern Conference bias in yeah. the NHL. So
1: anytime, anytime you get a chance to compare yourself to the Eastern Conference and the NHL you really are you're you're legitimizing yourself especially if you can come in and, and put in a good showing
0: yeah so it's <clears throat> i mean it, that's really it for the stars i mean we can we can talk expectations but i don't want to do that just yet just because there's no there's no timetable on when the season is going to start. And we, we have no idea what anything's going to look like. I, I'm willing to bet that there is going to be a division realignment just for the Canadian teams, just so that way all the Canadian teams can just stay north of the 49th parallel and just beat the shit out of each other. And you won't have to worry about all that traveling because there's no way that they're going to let anyone go anywhere. And we're hoping that... By the time that it gets to the playoff time, we'll have a better grip on this COVID thing, and there will be a lot, and there will be more open travel between the countries. Yeah, but we'll see. And it's that's that's just the sad fact of the matter is we have no idea what this is going to look like there. And the actually the uh, the NHL Players Association is actually getting stuff in the works for if they cancel the entire twenty, uh, the twenty 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 one season. So Man, that's the, a lot of 20s in I day. know, that was the 2020 yeah. 2021. The 2020 21 season. Yeah, that's hard. So maybe maybe they should just cancel it just by the namesake alone. That's a fucking nightmare.
1: <laughs> well, act technically it wouldn't be it wouldn't even start in 2020. So it would just be the 2021 season.
0: It would, but technically it would it would be a part of the it, it was supposed to start in 2020. So it technically it was supposed to be the 2020 21 season. <laughs> More, we're moving on we're the moving more on.
1: we say it the more it doesn't sound i know right.
0: i know and it but it's yeah it's hard Ball. and it's it's only gonna get worse too because like 20 22 2022 20, 23 <laughs> that's not as hard as the other one because it's, it's not the two 2020s but be, in the back it,
1: w- it wouldn't be 2021 20, 22 it would be 2021 20, 2022 yeah 2022 20, yeah. 2023
0: yeah i think we'd just shorten it to like 20 the 21 22 cuz no one says like yeah, the yeah. no one says the 2006 yeah. 2000, 2007 season. Everyone says the 06 07 season. It's true. Yeah. But still, what a fucking nightmare. So, yeah, there's that and then uh, there's one more thing here. I have not read this. It just kind of popped up here on the score app, but I guess Jamie Benn is ascending stars franchise ranks. Okay. I thought,
1: I, don't, I thought you were about to say he was going to opt out or something. I was like, Oh no, no. no uh,
0: I just got the jersey. No, yeah, it's not yeah, No, 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 no. It's not. Yeah, this isn't even <laughs> anything worth reading right now. So uh, that will. If it's anything important, we'll discuss it next week. So that's that's really it for the stars. Nothing. Nothing is even in the works whenever it comes to the season itself. So here's hoping. But if not, then we'll just have to wait until next year.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's the cue to move on. To.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Let's let's move on. Do you just want to talk about the the Cowboys? Do you want to save that until later? Because we do, we do have a lot of NFC East stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah, let's go, let's save that till later. Let's okay, do, that's fine. What do you want to do, Mavs? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Because I don't
0: know what's going on with them. So. The uh, first things first, let's talk about the trade that happened between Houston and Washington, D.C. And the only reason why I want to talk about this is because it directly affects the Mavericks because that is within their division. And I think that in the for those of you who don't know, the Houston Rockets traded Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for um, John, a, Wall. John Wall and a first round pick which if you look at it, the Houston Rockets right now have gotten worse. They pretty much have Russell Westbrook. They have his contract now without the production because John Wall maybe five years ago would have been great, but now his numbers have just constantly been just dwindling as his career has progressed, but his contract is still massive. It's virtually identical to what was remaining on Russell Westbrook's. But the thing is is that the Houston Rockets now get that first-round draft pick from Washington, yeah, and that's obviously going to help that team tremendously going forward. So, at least in the present right now, this is good for the Mavs because Russell Westbrook is now out of the Western Conference. Uh, or yeah, he's out of the Western Conference and playing for a completely different team. And anytime you ever have to play against Russell Westbrook, it's just going to be a fucking headache. Just because that man does not care about winning as much as he cares about career statistics. So I gotta give, and and I'm not I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Like chase after whatever it is that you want to chase after, and I get it. And I mean they're they're comparing him to like Oscar Robinson and stuff like that. Like he, the, Russell Russell Westbrook is a beast, and so that's why I'm glad to see him out of the division and out of the conference and everything. Let let the East deal with him for a while because the East is already stacked enough as it is. So. Another thing that was released is the uh, the first half of the 2020-21 schedule has been released. So we know that the Mavericks are going to be opening up against the Phoenix Suns. Hang on. What?
1: You hear my cat in the back.
0: Yeah, I know. While your <laughs> wife is trying to do yoga. That sounds super relaxing. I bet you that's her slamming the cat around now because the meowing has instantly stopped.
1: No, no. He he goes through his spurts. We don't slam the cat around. We talk shit to him.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. so just Cause It doesn't matter because ver- so he's, he's deaf. He can't hear us. Verbal so. abuse? I'm not deaf. I'm just sick and tired of listening to her. Lie down, Chauncey. So the Mavericks on uh, on the 23rd of December are going to be opening up their season against the Phoenix Suns, uh, who now have, have signed Chris Paul... So that's going to be an interesting game to tune into and watch, see if Chris Paul really has anything left in the tank. And we can see the new-look Dallas Mavericks without, uh, without Seth, Seth Curry. And uh, now with their with their rookie talent and with uh, Josh Robinson, too, that has now uh, joined the Mavericks via the trade with the 76ers. So it'll be interesting to see how this season starts because it's just starting off with a bang here. And then, um, let me see. Yeah. Cause they,
1: they start soon. They start. Yeah. In yeah. What, the 20, yeah.
0: Two weeks. Yeah. Within. Yeah. In two weeks. So, yeah. And then also another big game is that the Mavericks are going to be playing the Lakers on Christmas. So it'll be like it. The road just does not get easier for the Mavs to start out and, And if y'all remember last year, the Mavericks did have that game that the Mavericks had that game one against the Lakers early on in the season. And it was that game where they, where everyone looked at the Mavericks and said, these guys are for real. Yeah. But there was a deliberate foul on Anthony Davis that the refs did not call in the final seconds. And uh, the Lakers hit a buzzer beater to send it into overtime And then the Mavericks ended up losing that game in overtime, and that's the infamous game where LeBron James goes up to Luka Doncic, and the ESPN cameras were right there for the embrace. And you just hear, uh, you hear LeBron James go, "You won, bad motherfucker," (laughs) and and it hurt, and everyone on ESPN heard it, and you just heard the announcers just go, "Like, oh man, we're really sorry about that, people." So those first two games getting going for the Mavs like it's it's like it's not going to get any easier for them. They're going to be tested right out of the gate. But these are games that you need to watch. I mean the Phoenix Suns and the and the LA Lakers who just recently signed LeBron James to a huge extension and Anthony Davis to an even bigger extension. So they got their money. Uh, they got there, it, it, and whenever it comes to Anthony Davis, he was more concerned about the uh, he was more concerned about the length of the contract and not the money. And I can I can understand that, uh, and I actually respect that a bunch too. So this might be LeBron James's last contract ever because his contract expires at the twenty three twenty four season, which would put him over thirty five. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. At what age? I think he's going to be like 37, 38. and so this might be LeBron James's like last legitimate contract. He might be able to go get something somewhere else, but I mean this this is this this might be the end of the era of basketball that's that is really at its bookend, and it's going to allow players like Luka Doncic and them to really solidify that this is their NBA now. So maybe we'll have like an actual passing of the guard and the Mavericks can kind of come back and maybe put some demons to rest on that Christmas Day game. So guys, we might not have (coughs) Excuse me. We might not have any kind of word on hockey, but at least we've got basketball coming, so. Hooray. Hooray for basketball. So I mean and I'm telling you, I'm I'm so happy with the Mavericks and all the moves that they've made this offseason. They've addressed everything that they need to. And I'm telling you, let's go fucking take it because I I think that they can They can really put a stamp on how good this team is, especially with the West, because over the past 10, 15 years, the Western Conference has always been that powerhouse, and it's always been super hard to win in the West, and now that has shifted to the East. Yeah. So the Mavericks, I think, can get a top four, and I know I've already said this, but the Mavericks can get a top four playoff seed this year and get home court advantage in uh in in the in a and at least one round of the playoffs. So here's hoping that the Mavericks can take that next step forward because it's it, the time is now. This team is built to win and it's built to win now and in the future. So that like it's 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 a lot of fun to be a Mavericks fan. I know that Dirk departing was obviously hard on all of us. I've it's only still weird. I it still is and I think it will be for the rest of my life that there's going to be no 41. They're doing the one-legged fadeaway, and but it would
1: be even weirder if they let somebody else wear forty-one.
0: Oh no, yeah, they'll, you know that they'll—they're going to, yeah, yeah, of course. And Dirk's going to get his statue outside of the American Airlines Center. He, like you just know that he will. So, uh but uh but I've only cried two times in my life whenever it came to players retiring. One was Dirk Nowitzki, and the other was Brett Favre. Like which that, time? <laughs> <laughs> the first time i knew i no, know i know it was the first time i had
1: it loaded up i was like oh, it.
0: it was the first it was the first one it really was it was <laughs> no okay i would say it was the first one whenever the it was whenever the packers told him sorry we're going with aaron Rodgers now which was the right call yeah oh no of course it was i'm not saying that it was the, and i was saying that back then too i yeah. swear to god i was he was yeah. Yes, I was. I Brett Favre is my childhood idol, but I knew that it was time to move past. And so whenever th- it was that moment, whenever he tried to come back and the Packers said no, I was like, oh, like that really is the end of an era for me. So, but Dirk Nowitzki, man, like same thing with him. So, yeah. That was hard on all of us, and it really looked like that it was gonna take a while for the Mavericks to kind of bounce back, and they've rebuilt so fast. So quick. So quick, man. So good, good, good on the Mavericks and good on Donnie Nelson for doing everything that he could. And good on Rick Carlisle for being able to change his coaching style because it is not the same team that 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 would be as mm-hmm. I wouldn't say as They're the team now.
1: They don't play the way that they did with Dirk.
0: This team now is very like with Dirk and Tyson Chandler and Jason Terry and Jason Kidd and and all those guys. That was pick and roll. Mm -hmm. Pick and roll was big for them. Now it's more of penetrate, pass outside, catch, and shoot the three. And it's a completely different style of offense. And Rick Carlisle has had to adjust for his players and good on him for doing that. And it's going to be great to see this going forward now.
1: This This is just an example of how quickly the Mavericks have turned it around. I saw a name the other day that I hadn't seen in forever, a Mavericks name that made me go, oh, shit, I forgot about that guy. And, like... It feels like I haven't heard this name in forever, but it wasn't that long ago. Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw something about him, and I was like, "Oh, right." We thought he was rookie of the year. Yeah,
0: I know, I know, and it just every like I'm telling you, it just they and then they, when
1: they traded him, I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah.
0: And then i know i know so good i mean i'm telling you that's that's all donnie nelson man and it, he's he's that gm that everyone just really like he's like he really is every general manager that works at the american Airlines center is top fucking notch right now man you got donnie nelson and jim Nil. like those are the tippy, tippy top. those are the two guys that you need man because right now it's uh Jerry, you got Jerry Jones' son who. Ugh, Steven Jones. Stephen Jones. And now we've got a new general manager for the Texas Rangers.
1: Well, we'll
0: so, I mean, I, that, that's all I have on the Mavericks. So I figured we could just segue into that um what well,
1: did, uh, did you want to do the soccer minute and trivia and all that stuff
0: yeah i mean I've, i figured we would talk fc dallas after this okay we can. because because it's it's because the it was end actually of the, the playoffs it was actually the yeah it was yep. it was the playoffs and everything and yeah, 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 we yeah, can yeah, go yeah, yeah. ahead and go into trivia because the, uh, the trivia i have this week is uh i know that we've done draft related stuff this is not draft related but it is texas rangers related and i figured since mal is uh Mr. Texas Rangers here, <laughs> no. even, though, even though I told him and I, I got him a trivia question, uh, this one is also from way back in the day, Okay. so you, so this one's going to be a little bit trickier for you, but I'm going to read it as it, uh, I'm going to read it as it said here on my phone. Okay. The Rangers handed the second baseman position to rookie Bump Willis, son of major leaguer Mari Willis uh even before spring training camp opened. And the player he replaced responded by punching out manager Frank Lucius midway through camp. Who was the player? Jesus. He this player had been with the Rangers since they were in Washington as the senators and he was their uh he was their all-star he was their like their big second baseman back then. And he didn't want to give up his spot so soon. All right. So you got to think about it yeah. and we'll come back to it. So just once again, let me, let me, let me, let me read it again. Uh, the Rangers handed the second baseman position to rookie rookie bump Willis, even before spring training camp opened and the player he replaced responded by punching out manager, Frank Lucius midway through camp, who was the player. So we'll come, we'll come back to it. But uh, that that was just like a fun little one that huh. uh that I that I saw. I was like, I would have never guessed. So yeah, so is let's. It somebody that I should know? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I I mean he was he was a really great second baseman back in the seventies. Okay. So it, it, maybe you will. I didn't recognize the name, but that might be a name that you might know. So, but yeah, we can talk about the Rangers. What uh what do you want to discuss first?
1: I mean, what
0: other? Yeah, news that is new there? that new GM. <clears throat> yeah, let's
1: do it. Well, okay, so there's the if you don't know, the Rangers hired a new GM this past week. Uh, He is going to take over the GM duties and he's going to be the vice president of baseball operations. And and John Daniels is going to move into being solely president of baseball operations. Now, I don't know what the president of baseball operations does. I don't know. But um, what I can tell you is you'll recognize the name Chris Young, not just because there is a country singer named Chris Young. But because before that guy pretended to make country music, uh, the Rangers had a pitcher who was six foot ten. Between two thousand five and two thousand six, from the DFW area, grew up cheering for the Rangers, and it was Chris Young. He had most of his success, six, success and he spent most of his career with the San Diego Padres. Uh, but he uh, there's a there's a picture of Buck Showalter going out and taking the. Taking the ball from a pitcher, and uh, Buck Showalter's so short that the pitcher actually had to cut the pitcher's head off. <laughs> okay,
0: I haven't, so I haven't just seen see that picture. You see him picture. looking
1: up, and there's like, just, you just see shoulders. <laughs> and he's like, give me the ball, please. And uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the, the interesting thing about this is. I've been looking into it and he hasn't been a GM anywhere. I, I, uh, the the last thing that he was doing was working with major, like for major league baseball. He was working with the commissioner, um, with the uh umpires. He was doing something about sk- the scheduling of the umpires or something like that. Well,
0: and I read something that said that he was actually in the like he was a front runner for the Mets general manager position. But then before a week before the Rangers off uh, like obviously announced that he was getting the job, he pulled his name from candidacy for the Mets. Huh. So I I would have said before I saw that that a former player Coming to their hometown team, who has never been a general manager before, that sounds a lot like Joe Neuendijk. I know Joe Neuwendike is not from Dallas, but he obviously has a soft spot for the Dallas Stars because Conn Smythe trophy winner for the 99 Stanley Cup championship team. But he was an awful general manager. He single-handedly had the Stars on the brink of bankruptcy just because not okay not single-handedly but his general managing decisions did not help the team put asses in the seats right because it was just a terrible terrible team and they went 13 years without even making the playoffs until jim neal came in and took over right so it's um it's one of those things that i was really skeptical about but then whenever i saw that other teams were interested in him now granted it is the mets Right. And I think that the Mets start off the season every year mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> but it's but still, like there are other teams that were looking at him saying that he I think that we like what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. So and I just didn't see this coming at all. Like I it's didn't, yeah, so I didn't think crazy. It was even like a thought. Like the, the, John Daniels did say the team was gonna be younger next year. I guess he meant the general he manager. He meant the team. general manager too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and like, you know what? Hey. It kind of makes sense because it, it, it was the, all the Jim Jim not Jim uh, John Daniels uh,
1: all the John Daniels haters out there like they all thought he was just gonna stay there as long as possible and he was never gonna move on from being the GM but you know what he actually surprised everybody and had the backbone to be like you know what I'm not getting what I want to get done done I'm gonna bring in somebody I think can well
0: and, and see it's this team obviously with its farm system what John Daniels knows, is he knows how to trade away those players and bring in all-star caliber players uh, uh, that can play now. But one thing I think that John Daniels has probably admitted here is that I don't want to trade our good young prospects anymore. But and I, I don't know, I don't know how to rebuild. But I don't know how to I don't know how to look at a player and say this person is ready. So let's well, that's bring in Well, what your scouts are for. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, no, of course, but I mean, but still it, it's still John Daniels that has to make that final call. Mm-hmm. And so I think that by bringing in a former player this person can probably has probably worked with scouts before a lot closer than maybe not a lot closer than John Daniels has but he knows how scouts think like yeah. from the other side of that spectrum you know and so and he's worked with players he's probably I'm sure he's seen throughout his career players that have been brought up that weren't ready players that were down too long that didn't get their chance that should have. Yeah. So like it kind of makes sense because we talked about last week, how baseball is completely different than any other sport. And it's just crazy. It, yeah. And it, it's crazy that Chris Young
1: was traded away from the Rangers by John Daniels. I, yeah. Like that's nuts. And then, and then he's like, that's just, it just shows you like the type of person that they're getting. He might not be a good GM. But the type of person that they're getting is somebody who straight up loves the Rangers
0: and has yeah. his entire life. Oh, and, and it's one of those things that he understands, too, yeah. the, that this is a business. Yeah, he, doesn't, he didn't take the trade personally. I'm sure he was distraught. But maybe not distraught, but I'm sure he was upset being disappointed. traded. Yeah, of course disappointed being traded away from his team. But also he probably looked at that and said, okay, the pressure's kind of off now.
1: Yeah, to who, where I don't who even have even ever gets the chance to play for their hometown team.
0: Uh, not many, right? Not many. You know, like it's it's and and even if you do, like that, like that just adds unnecessary pressure to a player. Yeah, because of course you want to come in and really perform well because it's you like, don't
1: like Blake Coleman in yep. Game One of the Stanley Cup. I know. And they, I yeah, and they absolutely. Even in Dallas. They were just playing the team that he cheered for.
0: Yeah, I know. And so yeah, and you yeah, yeah you you saw that he did not have a good Game One, and then it, he had to settle his nerves. But I mean, it was you you have to know that it's the same thing whenever you're playing for a team that you love. Yeah. And so he's seen the the business decisions that have to be made in order to, and I'm sure that as soon as he was traded and after the disappointment faded, I'm sure that he probably saw it and went, that was probably the best decision for me Yeah, was to be traded away from the Rangers. Now he can come in here and have maybe a clearer head about it whenever it comes to not just the player the player relationship but also the business relationship that he has to have with the players and all the all of upper management
1: and he can come in and not have like a, a rangers legacy that he has to worry about yep yeah like joe, joe nunn did
0: yeah yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so i overrated, think overrated but <coughs> i don't know like.
0: so but anyway <laughs>
1: uh, but so that's that's really the only news from the Rangers. But that's, the, that's that's huge the, news. I know that's, I that's know probably the biggest
0: news. news of the week. I, it's,
1: yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh it's it's pretty big news. Uh yeah, like as far as what what they're gonna do this off season, the the thing is like I think their moves are basically done. I think they might bring in a couple more players. But yeah,
0: but you don't see him. You don't see him going for Jacques Peterson. The,
1: any negotiations they may have already had had been with John Daniels. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking about changing the guy who's making the deals in the middle of a deal. You don't. You're not going to get those deals done. Not likely. Yeah, right? yeah. Not, yeah, I not mean, likely unless that player just has told their their. Uh, agent like no i want to play for the rangers then you're probably not going to get those guys
0: yeah yeah i mean and you know what that makes sense you know like why even this may have been this may have been john daniel saying hey i'm
1: not getting those guys anyway
0: the other news though the other news is that kiner falefa
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. About, see this whole GM thing.
0: I know this whole GM thing overshadowed this, but this is huge this too. This is Huge too. Yeah. Kiner-Falefa has now been moved to shortstop, and they have told they have told Elvis and it's Andrews that not
1: a temporary thing. No, it's Kiner-Falefa yeah. is now the starting shortstop for the Rangers. I said second baseman, I'm sorry. No, you said shortstop. Did I? Goddamn, man. <laughs> uh, this this is we're talking about the end of an era, man.
0: Yeah. This really. Yeah. The past. Yep. Decade. Yep. Yep.
1: Elvis Andrews has been the starting shortstop.
0: And now they want him to be when a position he's healthy, player.
1: When he's healthy, he's yeah. been the starting shortstop for 10 years.
0: I mean, yeah, this is that that 2010-2011 team is now gone. Like it's like all like there's nothing left of it now. Yeah. Which is which is I mean, it's 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 a bitter pill to swallow, but it's not that insane to think about because that was so long ago. Like that's But here's
1: here's what this tells me though. Josh Young is probably further along than we think. He's probably closer to being ready to come up.
0: Well, I think that I think that their hand is kind of being forced to make this decision because it's like, well, we've got nothing else to lose, so let's get Josh Young up here. He maybe he is, maybe he isn't ready, but
1: I'm not saying he's going to come up and be an All
0: Star or. Oh no, 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 I'm not saying that either. Just
1: saying. Like if they're they they're looking at him and they're they're running out of reasons to keep him off yeah, of the yeah, of course. Major League roster. But
0: I think that they, I don't think that they have a whole lot of I don't think that they have a whole lot of reasons to look at him and say, No, he's not ready. Like other than the fact that if if this team was ready to play, like like if this team was ready to compete, of course you'd look at Josh Young probably right now and say, No, we we're gonna we're gonna keep him down there, not we don't wanna rush him into this just yet. Because this team is ready to win. Yeah, if
1: it was a playoff team. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: But since it's not a playoff team, the way that I look at it, even if he's not ready, you just look at it and say, why not? He's, uh,
1: like, what I'm saying is ready enough. Like,
0: Yeah, go, yeah, of course. They're enough to where they're like, all
1: right, let's bring him up.
0: Yeah, so Elvis Andrews is going to be more of just a utility infielder now, and, and that includes first base. Like, that, like, I read an article that yeah. said that he's not going to be above playing first, so... Got to learn how to scoop. Scoop. Yep. Pick out those, pick out those balls. I, and he, it's it's, it's going to be funny because he's going to be on the other end now being like, God damn, this is hard. You know, like, <laughs> did I do this to you guys? I got to call Mike Napoli up and apologize, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it's... And I, the thing is, uh, any other player, I would be worried and be like, is he going to feel insulted? Is he gonna
0: like want to be traded because he's still got years left to play? Yeah, yeah, I think it until tw- the the 24 season, right? No, I'm, I'm not even talking about his contract. I'm talking about just the fact that he can still play. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Any yeah.
1: other any other player, I would expect them to be like, no, I could still do this at shortstop. How dare you take it from me? I gotta like maybe this is just host wishful thinking. But uh, it, what I see from Elvis Andrews is the type of player who's like, no, like I love the Rangers. I love this organization. I want to play for the Rangers.
0: And you can't tell me that he hasn't talked to Beltray about this too. Yeah, like he brought. I guarantee you, he's called up Beltray and said, talked to Beltray, Michael Michael Young. Young. Yes. Yep. You know, I I guarantee he's like, okay, well, what should I do?
1: Maybe even Ian Kinsler.
0: Maybe. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Because Because, I mean, he was he was
1: his former. Didn't wasn't wasn't there? There was a video that came out of. Michael Young and Ian Kinsler, both wearing Rangers shirts, uh, drinking a beer, talking about uh, I think it was the the 2010 World Series.
0: Oh no, I haven't seen that.
1: Uh, I I didn't watch it because I don't like Ian Kinsler. But yeah, but still, that's got to be that's got to be stories that we need to hear. I figured it probably would make me like him again, and I don't. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) Uh, So, but he probably you know like he probably called Ian Kinsler and was like, hey okay knowing what you know now yeah knowing what you know now and, and how your career went would you have handled it differently
0: I think I think that all parties involved wish that they would have handled it differently Probably. because I mean it, like after we talked shit about Ian Kinsler, we looked up his numbers after he left. I mean, he was still winning Gold Gloves with the Red Sox, you know, and he was he was he was still winning. Uh, he was still like but slugging the, over 250. F- not thing, slugging, but he was hitting over two fifty.
1: The thing is, though, he wasn't playing well enough to justify his attitude when it when it came to the. No, Rangers, I know, I know, I know, and Rangers. you can't tell. He me. went to other teams, and he didn't he didn't appear to have the same attitude, or maybe we just didn't hear about it.
0: Well, I mean, I think but. that I think that him getting traded straight up for just one player in Prince Fielder who's not whenever Prince Fielder came here it's not like Prince Fielder was like a younger better Ian Kinsler. No. It was just a straight up trade and I think that Ian Kinsler was probably upset about it but then after a while he like he probably got less cocky and he probably went okay like I'm not above anything. Yeah. And no players I don't care who it is like unless your name is mike trout you know like you're like or aaron judge you know like you're probably i wouldn't even say aaron judge I, no i know i know I, that probably aaron judge but definitely mike trout like unless your name is mike trout like no one's above being traded away because of their attitude and you can be traded just straight up for players
1: and if you look at mike trout he probably has the best attitude of any baseball absolutely player you planet. know
0: yeah and for why sure wouldn't you yeah at that dude point? i know man well it's it, it also helps that you have shitty teams around you, so it doesn't it it's it's i'm sure it's <laughs> easy to stay humble whenever every year they go out and they get somebody and angels fans
1: are like oh we're gonna be unstoppable and then every year that person chooses
0: that year to be like "Ah, i'm done yeah i got my money i'm cool (laughs) i'm done so i I, like wait we have to run i don't want to do this (laughs) isn't his speed on the game zero (laughs) His feet on the baseball yeah. video game zero, <laughs> like zero, slap in the face, dude. But uh, but yeah, dude. So I think that. Um, but yeah, so but I definitely think Elvis Andrews. And so I think that all parties involved wish that they would have handled the Ian Kinsler situation better. Obviously, because yeah. Ian Kinsler played long after Prince Fielder. Yeah, and it showed that he could still play. So I think that Elvis Andrews calls him and says, "Knowing what you know now." how would you have reacted same thing with Beltre and I think Beltre goes I wouldn't have changed a thing yeah Beltre looked at he, I bet you he was probably the only player that would have said I wouldn't have changed a thing I bet you Michael Young and Ian Kinsler both would have been like I wish I would have acted this way and this way
1: yeah and I wish I would have I, done yeah. what it took to, to retire as a Ranger. yeah player.
0: of course of yeah. course
1: I mean maybe not maybe not Kinsler but you know Michael Young you know, Michael Young. Yeah, I don't he's, think he's I don't think because Kinsler.
0: Be, well, because Kinsler went to Boston and won a World Series, so I think that Kinsler can also kind of look at it and go, "I mean, it's kind of, how many World Series do they have? How many do I have? Scoreboard, you know." So it's it's just one of those things that. I, but but still, I think that even still, like everyone could have probably handled themselves better in that in the Ian Kinsler situation, yeah, and in the Michael Young situation, and Beltray is really the only one that you kind of look at it and say like he did it right. And, of course, we're going to say that because we have a bias. But, I mean, people come to the Rangers and they love this organization. Yeah. It, That's got to speak volumes for John Daniels and and everything that he – was and his relationship with the players and everything that people want to come here and they want to stay. And, and those who leave can probably look back on it and say, I wish I would have stayed.
1: Yeah. Like, Cole Hamels came to the Rangers because he wanted to play for the Rangers because he, he played at the at the ballpark in Arlington a few times and had been around the city, and he, he was like, I love this area, I want to play here. And it it just didn't work out for him to retire here, but, you know, it was the same thing with Cliff Lee, and then, and then Cliff Lee, well, he got traded here, he didn't necessarily want to come, but then, then it literally came down to go back to Philly, or stay a Ranger, you know, and he chose to go back to Philly, but he said it, like, from the sounds of it, it was a tough choice for him.
0: Yeah, and that's pitchers saying that. And that's yeah, that's yeah pitchers. pitchers. Right? Can you imagine hitters? Of course, you want to come here and play because you um, can just fucking hit thirty course. home runs like it's nothing. Uh, of course, he probably. You know what? I bet you he even called Nelson Cruz and was like, "Hey, mm.
1: like, how much do you wish you were playing in Arlington right now?"
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. dude, that's one the Rangers were like. Uh, he's probably got like two or three more years left. Like, just go ahead and let him walk. He'll he'll go and six years later, play a couple years in Baltimore. And then retire, and good for you, buddy. And then now here it is six years later, and people are like, Will Nelson Cruz ever stop hitting home runs? That's right,
0: right. <sighs>
1: <laughs> right, I know. So just like, I, I, would, trade, I, still, I, I st- would
0: trade all of his home runs for one damn catch. I'm tell, I still blame him. Everyone likes to say that it was, I think he choked. I will go to my grave thinking that Nelson Cruz could have made that catch. He could have. And he choked in the moment. So I yeah, yeah. All of his home runs for that one goddamn catch, man.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you look at it, people are like, "Oh no, that ball's way over his head."
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't that far over his head. He backpedaled, but it was over it his was head right because here. he
1: it, he backpedaled and he took a bad angle. He, if he takes a good angle on that ball, it goes right to him.
0: Yeah. It, i'll just i'll never forget seeing ron washington and them celebrate in the du- like because they had they had that dugout camera there and as soon as that ball went in the air ron washington's like hugging greg maddox right next to him just saying like is this is it and then he drops it and then just the look on ron washington's face after it falls to the ground is just like oh. you think that's when he decided to go back and do cocaine oh i shit i would <laughs> shit i would i'm sorry i shouldn't say that. no way man no way i don't blame him at all i don't think anyone i think a lot of people went back to doing cocaine after that too so so it's a don't point the finger at wash like you got to point it right back at yourself too man well i didn't i've never
1: done cocaine i can't go back to it
0: we're moving on we're moving on (laughs) how can i have some more of what i haven't had you're killing me, Smalls. Thank you. So, but yeah, I, 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 that's huge that they're moving Kyner Falefa because I, he, well, I didn't think that they would because he just won a gold glove right there at that's third. Another, so that's... that's the crazy thing that they move him to short. And But yeah, that's they don't make that decision if they're not 100% confident in Josh Young. Not 100%, but, but they're if they're not it, extremely confident. Extremely confident in Josh Young and ready. But I think it also, excuse me. I think it also has, the with how bad the team is right now, also has a, is playing a factor into that as well. And they, they knew, I bet you anything, the plan was always to move kiner Falefa to short. And But then you win a gold glove at third, and you're like, dude, kiner Falefa is better in the field than we thought. So it's yeah. time to get him going, let's get Josh Young up, so... Huge, huge week for the Rangers. Huge. So it's gonna. It's, this this baseball season is gonna be interesting to watch. It, it's it is it, gonna be
1: very interesting.
0: It's it's uh, gonna be fun. This is gonna probably be one of the more entertaining rebuilds.
1: Because I I feel like the the team that they're putting together is gonna be their, yeah their issue is gonna be consistency.
0: Yeah, I if, mean, and if
1: if the team that's on the field all at once, especially if you bring Josh Young up, if they can click all at once. And you've got uh, Joey Gallo, Falefa, um, um, Josh Young, Sam, Sam Huff. Huff, freaking uh, Ronald Guzman when he decides to hit, and Nick uh, Solak. Nick Solak, dude. Like if they're if they're all even like not really clicking, but just in a groove, that's that's gonna be a team that can put. Point, uh, put runs on the board and keep runs off the board too. And, yeah and
0: be good defensively yeah yeah, yeah. So. that's i mean yeah that's that is one hell of an infield and you've got elvis andrews ready to go yes just if someone needs a day off i mean like can you believe that elvis and like we're sitting here talking about how elvis andrews is going to be a utility infielder and we're sitting here going this is awesome i know five years ago no way i'd have been like oh my god this team must have fallen apart or you would have uh, no, probably.
1: five years ago they uh, they were getting beat by the Blue Jays in the first round, and I uh, I actually it was one of my first tweets ever, but I tweeted the Rangers couldn't trade Elvis Andrews for a stick of gum and pocket lint right now. So
0: yeah, meh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I know that was yeah that was over sleeping. the past five years at any point. Yeah. You know, like well, we would either be saying that th- this team has gone to shit, or we'd be sitting there going like, "Whoa, the infield must be really good if they're pushing Elvis Andrews out." But I think that we would have probably thought, "Oh, well, five years ago we would have been like, well, we would see this coming because Elvis Andrews is probably, of course, his career has gone to shit. It's already gone to shit, yeah, and you're been, telling me in five it's years it's going to be worse? Yeah, but it, that's not the case. No, it's like, not it, like it's case. really optimistic. Yeah. He yeah. he
1: really has been one of the most underrated.
0: I think so. Do you Short think th- stops in, in baseball. Do you think that the Rangers retire number two? Oh. Hmm.
1: I don't know. How many how many ra- uh, numbers do they have retired right now? They, they have, have they 34. Have 34, 42. 42, obviously. Everybody has 42. No, I know. I, well. Uh, thir- but 34, 42, seven, right? Seven's retired.
0: Yeah, yeah, seven, uh, 10. Oh, yeah, for Michael Young. Who's, what was Beltray's number? 31 no M- beltray's number <laughs> yeah and um and johnny oates number 28 28 yeah so so i mean i mean that's
1: not like they don't have a whole lot so and and beltray didn't play for 10 years for the rangers
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. You oh, know, and Beltre wasn't even on the team that went to the 2010 World Series either. No. So I I think that number two goes in. I I think it would be a travesty if number two doesn't go into the into the rafters. Whatever. What do you call it in the in baseball? Hmm. Retired. Goes into the ring.
1: The pennant or the the banner.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they call it in baseball. But yeah, so I I think that they do retire Elvis's number, regardless guess, what happens. I guess rafters would be. Uh... There's no rafters in the. Well, I, now there is. What's a raft? Well, it's got a. It's the ceiling. Like I know, it's, I'm just messing with you. What's a raft? You know, like with the canoe and everything, you know? Yes. It's, yes. Yes. Okay. He, he's got to be the first one to talk. I'm not going to say shit. So, uh, be, so yeah, I, yeah th- I, think, I think, yeah, think I they, think so. Yeah,
1: I think they, I think they do. eventually. I think it retire. would be a
0: travesty. Of of course not. They're going to wait saying... for him
1: to retire first. Yes,
0: absolutely. They're not going to retire his number. And be like, yeah, thanks. You can't wear your number anymore. <laughs> so, wait, so.
1: didn't? No, I don't think the Lakers did that with Kobe's eight. No,
0: no, no. They... That would have
1: been funnier though if. It... <laughs> it was like Kobe that's was like, I'm why gonna start went to 24. I'm gonna start wearing 24, and the Lakers were like, nobody's wearing eight ever again. And Kobe's like, damn, okay. Well,
0: all right. What if <laughs> I want to wear?
1: That's my name. <laughs> that's the only time I could have like actually ever seen it happening, where a player's jersey or a player's number gets retired before he does.
0: Yeah, as if you change it in the middle of the yeah. middle of your career. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, if, if uh, Nolan Ryan, all, like, you know, after his sixth, sixth no-hitter decided, I'm going to be 43 now, the Rangers, I think, you'd, you'd be like, okay, 34 Yeah,
0: 34 is retired. Thanks, Nolan. Good luck on your game today. So, yeah, big week for the Rangers. That's all I've got.
1: <clears throat> I mean, have... I haven't seen any reports about if the season's going to be starting on time or anything.
0: No, but it's too soon right now for the for because I mean they're they're hoping by the time the baseball season's going to get going, well, April.
1: February, dude. February is when pitchers and catchers report. No,
0: I know that's when they report. I'm talking about the season, like when the season I is know, supposed but, to start. But, but yeah.
1: Baseball is one of those things like you need you need the spring training. You need the training camp. You know. So according to
0: the score app and No, yeah, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't have a lot of noise this week. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have anything. All it says is uh No, yeah, it doesn't have anything that says anything on the season and if it's going to start on time or not. So there's yeah. there's no there's no reports saying either way. So So Moving on to FC Dallas. Unfortunately, this is going to be actually a proper soccer minute because there's really not a whole lot to say. I mean, Jimmy Maurer came out, did his thing. Jimmy Maurer looked great in net. It was just there was one header that Seattle had, and... It was just a beautiful corner kick that just really there was nothing that anyone could do. It was everyone was in the right position, including the everyone from the Seattle team. And it just that was the lone goal of the game. And the the biggest issue with this team, it was kind of like the Dallas Stars, where uh, offense was always a question mark. And going into the playoffs, the Stars always had that, but they were able to find their offensive game. And if they didn't, then they would have been bounced early in the playoffs and probably first round i wouldn't say that yeah i wouldn't say that fc dallas had an early exit but i mean obviously it's a little earlier than you wanted to but they were still one of the final eight teams left in the western conference and you'll take that every year especially with a team that's as young as fc dallas is right now and with ricardo pepe starting to really show us that he really is as good as we thought he was going to be and uh yeah, it was it was such a fun season to kind of watch it go up and down and the way that everything started it was uh it was it was just an epic season. So, thank you FC Dallas. You guys now have a lifelong fan and uh as soon as there are we're not going to be doing soccer minutes regularly anymore like every now and then if there's ever any huge updates or anything like that uh I like i'll obviously give them to you but uh we'll, we'll probably pick the soccer minutes back up as the whenever the season starts up again but if y'all have any questions about soccer or whatever just feel free once again drunkenquestions at com. feel free to shoot us an email uh, let us know if you're an fc dallas fan and or let me know if you're kind of like me where it was like you wanted to do it so that way you could that or you you wanted to start getting into soccer just because i wanted to start giving that sport traction because it is such a huge market i mean shit the mls hall of fame is in dallas like it's right outside well frisco but it's right outside really? yes it's right outside of the toyota center where the where the mm. F, where fc dallas plays so they huh. understand how big of a ho- uh, hockey how big of a soccer market it is in the Lone Star State. And so I felt like that it would have been a travesty not to give this team some coverage. And this team has now made me a lifelong fan. I can't wait to join the hoops one day at Toyota Stadium and uh, be able to do all the chants and the songs and everything that, I've, that I'm that i starting to learn and I'm starting to really appreciate. So FC Dallas, thank you for your playoff run because now you've got a lifelong fan here, uh, at least on this end of the mic. we we still got to get this one going. But he said he would watch... He said, "We got we got a yes at least out of him once, even though it was the wrong game. We still got a yes from him. So he always gets the yes. That's right. So thank you, FC Dallas, and uh, we'll see you next season. Okay. So What's up with your face? You made a face. I made, uh, I made a football face. Football face. There's a
1: football. Oh, so, what, a, what? A football thing happened. What happened? The Pittsburgh Steelers played the Washington football team.
0: Yeah. Did and they lose? They lost. <gasps> no, Washington. They, no, they
1: them. didn't. Yes, twenty-three to seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is happening in the NFC East, man? It's like they they decided no, we're gonna oh. we're gonna wait till the last six games. And you know the
0: Giants are <laughs> sitting there going like, God damn it! Like we finally get ahead. We finally get ahead, and then everyone else decides to show up for their games. <laughs> so now the Cowboys have to beat the Ravens this it, week, dude, right? it's just Colt McCoy's luck, man.
1: Anytime he does anything good, people are like, mm, no.
0: Holy crap, man. Because yeah. last I saw, it was right before we started recording <laughs> that the... Uh... Oh, my God. So, so the 72 Dolphins are popping the champagne tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, those 72 Dolphins didn't have to play as many games. There was no free agency back then, and their division was weak as shit that year. And of course they had to go to the playoffs and still win the Super Bowl and I get it. But you guys can sit there and say that you've done it and if it's if it's so easy then how come everyone doesn't do it? I get it, but all of these other teams, those 2011, the 2010, tw- or the 2011-2012 Green Bay Packers no no no, the 2010-2011 Green Bay Packers if they had your schedule they would have done it. The uh the New England Patriots that went 18 and 1, the 0607, I believe is was that Patriots team? I don't I mean I don't they know. they would have gone undefeated on your schedule too. I bet you these Pittsburgh Steelers they would have gone undefeated on your schedule too. I don't know you're so deciding so to pick this,
1: the, fights with the
0: I'm just telling you, like, every year that the, the the 72 Dolphins that are still alive pop the champagne, like, congratulations, you had a fucking weak-ass schedule, and it wasn't as long as everyone else, so you've got it for now, someone is going to get it, but it just goes to show you how much harder the game of football is today than it is back in the day. So, anyway, sorry, rant over.
1: Yes, so the, the Steelers lost.
0: I can't believe that. To the... Washington, Washington football team. team. And then now we've got – so then you've got uh, the Giants who, I mean, came out and beat a really, really good Seattle team. I mean, that like one of the best teams in the NFC. Not yeah. even just – they're one of the best teams in the best divisions in all of football <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. And yeah. then the and Giants, the Giants come out and they, they, they don't win. Like they really took it to them. They really took it to they, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, it was Seahawks.
1: 17 to 12. I
0: but the I'm fact telling that you, you the
1: fact that you held uh that Seattle team I know 12 to 12 points. points. Is, is yeah, big. and
0: then and yeah, that's huge. That's I, that's what I'm saying. Like no, it's But just, you're making it sound like they were the Patriots versus the Chargers. Dude, no, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they monkey stomped them, but I mean they still went out there and they 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 held that elite offense down. And I couldn't believe that. And then the Eagles still is there a quarterback controversy now in Philadelphia because that game against Green Bay? It, like, as soon as uh, Jalen Hurts came in and took over after Carson Wentz went down, uh, Jalen Hurts made it a game. And if it wasn't for Aaron Jones's seventy-seven yard touchdown run there in the fourth quarter, like Philadelphia was really starting to knock on the door, and they were within ten points there at the very end of the game. Yeah. And so it was. It's it's just one of those things that now like have has. Have the Eagles found that quarterback that they've been needing, that they've been hoping for what Carson Wentz would be in Jalen Hurts? And so we'll see if he can duplicate it again this next week. But I'm telling you, the NFC East is really starting to kind of find their footing here at the end. Like this, this playoff race now has gotten a lot more interesting. Now it doesn't look like at least, and of course, this is an overreaction Monday, but look at the teams that they've beaten. Like, my goodness, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, that's that's nothing to sneeze at there, you know? It's just, it's that's insane. So now it doesn't look like that this NFC East playoff race is going to be like, well, who can lose the least? Now everyone's starting to kind of find their footing. And now it's going to be like, okay, well, the finish line is starting to kind of get a little interesting. Now who can win that one really big and important game? And that's also going to start with the Cowboys tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday, the 8th of December against this banged up COVID ridden Baltimore Ravens team.
1: I still don't know I, the, Rangers. Uh, the Rangers. I still don't know if the Cowboys can get it
0: done. I'm not saying that but. they will, but I mean, that once again, this is one of those things. Can the Cowboys get that big win and get over the hump? Here's hoping that they don't. Because I'm telling you, like everyone else is winning. Let them win. Cowboys keep <laughs> losing and just and, and getting a better draft pick.
1: Yeah, get a lineman. Get a big old beefy lineman.
0: Beefy. Beefy. So that's crazy. That is so insane. That the the NFC yeah. is starting to really kind of come into their own, and yeah, and it's, it's it's getting a little we, bit more entertaining now.
1: Now yeah, we don't really have any Cowboys
0: news. No, nothing yet. Nothing yet. From all uh, from all reports that I've read, I think that Andy Dalton is still yeah going to be the starter, yeah. and um, I. It, I mean, beating this Ravens team, I mean, it's, and it's so funny. I want to say poor Robert Griffin III, but it's just to be expected. He gets another chance and now he's back on the injured reserve because he, and it's not COVID related either. Like he pulled his hamstring or something whenever he was trying to run for a first down and it just, in pure RG3 form, he just, he gets another shot and then he gets injured. He, that dude just cannot stay healthy. So poor Robert Griffin, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I still feel bad for the guy. How
0: come? Mm, what? How come we can give Robert Griffin a chance, but not Colin Kaepernick? Oh, I, I I'm just saying. I am just saying. I know. I'm just saying.
1: Preaching to the choir. Just
0: saying. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just moving on. So. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no no other Cowboys news. This is just this game against Baltimore tomorrow night on December the 8th is going to be very interesting. And the best-case the best case scenario is the Cowboys lose this game. They need to lose this game. Because let everyone else kind of break for that first place game, uh, for that first place in the top prize and to host that one playoff game. That way you can lose in front of national TV and just get manhandled. Let, let someone else do that. Hooray! Don't let the Cowboys do that. Let them get a good draft pick. So here's hoping that they lose. And now all these games against the, the remaining NFC East teams, they look they look losable.
1: They look very losable.
0: So here's here's hoping. And I think that's all we got for Cowboys. You got anything else? I mean, the
1: only thing that I
0: have is uh, the. it seems like
1: this year with Andy Dalton is uh, a campaign to get Dak Prescott paid. Because it is, Dak Prescott played for five games, and he's still, still leading the team in passing, and uh, passing touchdowns, <laughs> and passing yards.
0: Here's the thing, I saw a report the other, not a report, but I you know how ESPN goes, they're just going to raise controversy and just bring up topics just to have stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing that says, do you trade Dak Prescott to the Jets for the first round pick? And then you go and you go and try and get Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm I'm not saying that you do. I'm just I, once again, it's just one of those things that's just it's very interesting to look at that and say, I mean, if you really want to like look at this team, this team is not really uh, clearly it's not built to win now because i mean Dak Prescott yes he like he would be making a huge difference and the Cowboys would undoubtedly be in first place right now in the NFC East if Dak Prescott was under center but how far can you take Dak Prescott at this moment with the, with the defense and, and and the shitty offensive line and a very overrated underperforming Ezekiel Elliott
1: the okay well the, a couple of things the offensive line is uh has a lot of injuries right now so it's not like the offensive line is just terrible it's that right now they have a lot of injuries and their backups aren't as good as the uh the top
0: no 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 no, i get i get that that's
1: that's one thing yeah but i'm second of all second of all you have no guarantee that that uh trevor lawrence is even going to be able to get it done at a professional level yes he looks great in college that counts for fuck all when it comes to being a uh, being a professional. I under, I understand that but I'm just I'm just telling you. What you do have is proof that Dak Prescott can be an elite quarterback. It through 5 uh, just just to just to throw this out there. Andy Dalton through 5 games has 800 and uh, 870 passing yards, five touchdowns and five interceptions. Through Uh, Dak Prescott's five games one of which he went down real early uh, he had 1856 passing yards, 9 touchdowns, 4 interceptions.
0: I mean, if that's not MVP honors, I don't know what is, you know. So I'm not I'm not saying that that's what you do. I'm just saying that it was just an interesting thing to see. But yeah. of course it was Stephen A Smith that was bringing this oh, up. Of and so, course. No, I know. I know. I'm not saying that it held water. I'm just I'm just sitting here going like, "Well, let's fucking talk about it and just see." And I know yeah. that just because you're great in college doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's look at look at Robert Griffin III.
1: Yeah. A good a good quarterback in the NFL is worth So much more. I agree. And that's that's like the, if you have that piece, you have a leg up on everybody else. Even if you are overpaying his running back that's underperforming right now. Well, and still have a leg up on everybody else because you can get those other pieces in in the later first round, second round, third round. You can get those guys that can come in and produce, maybe not at an elite level, but come in and produce well. And within two years, be elite and you, you can't do that with a quarterback necessarily unless you find fucking gold with another Dak Prescott
0: well and you can also argue that the reason why Ezekiel Elliott is underperforming is that they're playing the run and they're saying go ahead right. and beat us with the pass <clears throat> right if Dak Prescott's there then is then Zeke has exactly. b- has better games exactly so, yeah. exactly I get it I get it I just once again I just wanted to present it I understand yeah. I'm not saying that that's what you do I was just sitting there going like it's just interesting to talk about it but yeah oh, I got yeah. You. oh yeah oh yeah so anything else
1: Uh, not for the professional side of football.
0: Before we get there, I want to talk about a few big things in college basketball, at least just for the Big 12.
1: Yes, I actually watched a college basketball game this week.
0: Yes, I know. And the one that you watched was, it was, it was such a great game, though. It was a great game. And it was Texas's first loss, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. First of all, um, to start off this week, uh, Kansas and Kentucky played each other and that was a really tight game and it's very upsetting that kentucky is not it, kentucky has gotten off to the one of the worst starts in program history but the last time that kentucky started 1 and 3 under tubby smith they ended up finishing the season with a very very high uh, winning percentage so kentucky can turn this around john calipari is no tubby smith but and if anyone was going to suffer i wanted to be john calipari because you want to talk about someone who always has controversy every single school he leaves. There's always some rumors that go around that he's bribing players and stuff like that and whenever he goes out into recruits. So here's hoping that Kentucky doesn't turn it around. But at the time, that win on December 1st was very impressive. And uh, uh, Jalen Wilson scored 21 of his 20 of his career high 23 points in the second half in that game so i mean kansas is looking super legitimate uh the other uh another big game uh, on december 2nd texas beat north carolina in uh the maui invitational championship game on a buzzer beater not it was almost a buzzer beater there was 0.1 seconds left on the clock whenever the ball dropped but it was matt coleman the third he uh Uh, He had a a really good drive and a a penetration jump stop and a shot that went just right in, and it was just a beautiful shot. So good on Texas for winning the Maui Invitational because every single year that North Carolina has won the Maui Invitational, they've gone on to win the national championship. So playing North Carolina in the Maui Invitational championship game is a big deal, and there's a lot of pressure to beat that team because it pretty much just puts the rest of the league on lock. If North Carolina wins that, you're like— uh oh, is it gonna happen again? And Texas put a stop to that. So good on Texas. This was this is the first time that Texas has won that tournament in 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 program history. And then the other game that oh, well there were actually three more games that day where it was the it was number one Gonzaga against number eleven West Virginia. This is before Gonzaga had to suspend play for their uh, for their season because of COVID. We'll get to that in a second, but. Uh, The other really big sad news for Gonzaga that game is that Jalen Suggs ended up injuring his ankle horribly in the first half of that game. And so as soon as I saw that, I thought West Virginia was really going to get a shot at uh, really taking it to him. And they did for a little bit, but then Gonzaga just ended up showing that they can win with anyone. So Gonzaga... Such a shame that they're not going to be playing right now because this team really is that great. Yeah. And then also Baylor took it. Number two Baylor took it to number the number five ranked, uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini, and they beat them 82-69. to 69. So, I mean, it's just going to show you that Baylor is that great too. And it's such a shame that we did not get a chance to see Baylor and Gonzaga play each other. Which that game was supposed to be on December fifth, but they had to postpone it because Gonzaga's program ended up getting lit up with COVID. They're planning on rescheduling the game, but uh, that does not mean that they're going to be number one and number two whenever all this happens. Right. Which is the biggest. Which is the. Which is one of the biggest disappointments of this whole thing. It's just like fuck you, COVID. Like you, you. Like you keep finding other things to take away from us. So. Oh, dude, I hit the wrong button.
1: Wrong button.
0: Yeah, and then the other game was December 6th, which uh, this will be the last one that I really talk about because all the other games were just big blowouts by other teams that didn't play ranked opponents, but Texas and Villanova played each other. Yep. And uh, Villanova ended up winning 68-64, to which... Good for Villanova, but I think that Villanova is one of those teams that's right now is ranked that high strictly because of their name. I think that in the end, I think that um, yeah, I think I, I think Villanova is not going to be finishing as high as they are ranked right now.
1: Yeah, it, it, it. I wa- I actually watched the whole game, and uh, anytime Connor Gillespie wasn't on the floor, Villanova started losing. Uh, if if texas was down texas came back if texas was leading you took counter gillespie out texas extended the lead so it really does look like
0: i mean and that's all that villanova is right now and then they've also yeah. got uh jeremiah robinson earl as well who uh he he ended up being the
1: one who won the game for him. yeah
0: yeah yeah but no but really uh colin gillespie made four free throws in the final 15 seconds or not four free throws i'm sorry yeah uh, yeah, yeah i'm sorry yeah he made yeah he made the yeah, four the four
1: free throws that that i that iced the game yeah but it was those were his uh like those were four of his five free throws in the game uh and it just so happened that the the you know, the, the Longhorns tried to double-team him to keep him from even getting the ball, but he ended up with the ball on the inbound, and you have to foul him.
0: Yeah, I know, and it's, it's one of those things that if you— the, the biggest stat to take away from that game are the free throws. Villanova was 14 of 19, which is respectable— the problem was is that Texas was only three for six. Yeah. So it's not that the fact that Villanova made more free throws than they did. It's just that they the, got to the they got to the, they line, got to more. the line more often, yeah. and that's always going to make a difference. So Texas, mm-hmm. one thing that they can take away from, and of course you're not going to win them all. You're not going to win them all. That's the beautiful thing about college basketball is that you can lose a game, especially to a team that's ranked as high, and later on down the season, this game is going to be forgotten, really, mm-hmm. uh, whenever it comes to the ranking. So whenever Villanova falls off, like I think that they will, uh, I think Texas can kind of look back at it and say, like, well, at least we were able to take it to that team Whenever they were ranked that high, and that was our first loss. We won the Maui Invitational this year, so I mean, I think that Shaka Smart is doing a great thing. Maybe it's all that hair that he has now. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I know. telling you, did he did he just decide whenever the pandemic hit, I'm not shaving my head until they, man? <laughs> when they showed him with his mask on on the sidelines, I'm like, who is that? And then he pulls down his mask to all I'm like, is that? I'm like, oh my god, that's Shaka Smart, dude. What the fuck is up with your the, with your hair, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, they they. Uh... They, they talked about it in the broadcast, and basically, I don't know what prompted him to to grow it in the first place, but he said, my, my wife likes it, my daughter likes it, I guess it's here to stay. Oh, oh and you
0: know what? <laughs> the team is winning right now. Yeah, and what what did Crash Davis tell us? You never fuck with a streak. You never fuck with a streak. So, good on Texas, man, because Texas is performing far better than I thought that they would, so you've really got Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor... And then slowly but surely, West Virginia taking it to Gonzaga. And Texas getting some wins against top-ranked North Carolina. Not top-ranked, but highly-ranked North Carolina right now. The Big 12 basketball, man. Everyone jump on that bandwagon because this is is a lot of fun. It's just such a shame. I was really looking forward to really diving deep into that Baylor-Gonzaga game and seeing how that turned out. We will get it eventually. There's no way college basketball is going to let this game just sit on the shelf and they'll cancel it. Like eventually, this game is going to happen, and we will talk about that at nauseum when it does. But right now, Big Twelve basketball—it's great, good stuff. So everyone, be sure to tune in. So let's go ahead and talk about college football now.
1: Great, good stuff.
0: Do you want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about scores first, or you just want to get the the big news out of the way? Well,
1: let's let's talk about scores first because the big news is that they're is really not any news. So let's go with the scores because that I think is the crazier thing. And yeah, I know man, it's going to be more were. fun to talk about because I don't remember what our score predictions were for the final game. Even we were wrong. I know that, but I just want to point out, uh, Tom Herman did not get fired, which means that you changed your pick to Kansas state. And, uh, Good Lord, First of all, it gives you hope if you're a Texas fan. It gives you hope because the biggest reason why they won this game was they had seven rushing touchdowns. Seven. True freshman Bijan Robinson had rushed the ball nine times. Three touchdowns nine times. 172 yards. What is 172 or 176. Hang on. I'll have it here in a second. Oh, 172 yards. He averaged 19.1 yards a
0: carry. Crazy, dude. True
1: freshman. He's coming back. And then the other leading rusher in the game was uh, Rojan, uh, Roshan Johnson. Not Roshon. Roshan Johnson. 14 carries, 139 yards. Also, three touchdowns. So, it's not like this is uh, something that they won't be able to do next year. You can even argue that they will be better next year because you're talking about a true freshman, and a true sophomore running back, who Roshan Johnson converted from quarterback last year.
0: Well, so he, it, this is his second year playing running back. And see, here's, here's the thing. We got into this whole thing about Tom Herman last week, and I actually took the liberty at doing some digging. And I completely forgot about the Sugar Bowl game that they had against Georgia in yeah. 2019, where they just beat the dog shit out of out of Georgia that year they haven't just won all their
1: bowl games under Tom Herman they've like took it to the other
0: team yeah and I mean and if you look and I'm not trying to say that Tom Herman is Dabo Sweeney but if you kind of compare him to Dabo Sweeney it was Dabo Sweeney's fourth year whenever he got them into that first really big bowl game against LSU that they won and so I remember looking at that going like well it took Tom it took Dabo Sweeney four years this is Tom Herman's fourth year, and he's not even close to that. And then I started looking into it, and I think Tom Herman's record is like thirty-one and eighteen or something since he's taken yeah. over at Texas. And so, like, I am changing my tune. Do not fire Tom Herman. He definitely has deserved his chance. Like, and of course, if Urban Meyer wanted to come, it would have been a shame. But th- that's that's one of those things that's like like that's if like Nick Saban says that he wants to quit Alabama and come to Texas. Like you, yeah. you you roll out that carpet for him. But yeah, dude, do not fire Tom Herman because Tom Herman has definitely earned his shot. And I like I I came in just with this season that we had right now in front of us and had no past knowledge of what he has done, what his numbers were, and what he had looked like in bowl games. But now that I've seen what Tom Herman has done and where this team is heading, like definitely Tom Herman deserves Tom, another shot.
1: Tom Herman has looked so uh, the 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 Longhorns under Tom Herman has looked so good in bowl games that two years in a row, top ten opponents has said, "Oh, we didn't uh, prepare, we didn't want to be there after the game, not before the game, after the game." When you're trying to cover up the fact that you just got mollywopped, you just got handled. So, I know people say, "Oh, bowl games don't matter," and they don't. They don't.
0: But just the just the one does. Yeah. Well, the, just bowl, the, the one. one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh,
1: at the end of the day, they don't matter. But they do. Everybody points. Of
0: course at, they uh, do. Yeah. Of they, course they do. It, the, not in that moment. Like whenever the bowl just but it's ends, still, it's
1: still a good way of comparing yourself to yes. other conferences. Yes. Where would you be in other conferences? Yes, of course. And the fact of the matter is, you're talking about a Georgia team that lost the SEC championship and thought they should have been in the national tie in the in the playoff that year, got handled, and a, and a Utah team that lost in the Pac-12
0: championship but thought they could have been in the in the playoff last year. And got handled. So, yeah. So, just. I'm just letting you know. Changing my tune. Keep Tom Herman. Do do not fire Tom Herman. I think that he needs to stay. He has earned it. And that's all I'll have to say about that. Okay. So, but. And I was wrong. I, I switched my pick. To Kansas State, and that is there's only been one time where that has worked for me, <laughs> and, and and it only took Texas going for it on fourth down whenever they shouldn't have, in order yeah. for that for that change in change in pick to actually be justified. So yeah, yeah I should yeah I changed my pick. I shouldn't have. Well, I was anyway, way we, wrong.
1: We uh, if you don't know what the score was, it was sixty nine to thirty one. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, nice. uh, nice. <clears throat> yeah sixty nine to thirty one. The next game we both got wrong very surprising very surprising and also makes one of texas's lost losses look yep like just, uh, just, just a, a little, little bit, bit better. better i know last year or last, you could argue last week you could, i said the tcu loss is inexcusable and then tcu turns around
0: and beats oklahoma state 29 22 but you could argue that oklahoma state didn't have anything to play for because you, at that time you could argue that
1: texas didn't have anything to play for
0: yeah yeah just pride you know so yeah But, yeah, I know. Look at TCU taking it to Oklahoma State. (laughs) Dumb and dumber. Uh, Yeah. Er. Er. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That that was... That was surprising to me. Super surprising because it was one of those things that I looked up at the TV and I saw the score and Oklahoma State was winning and there wasn't much time left in the game. And I was like, okay, well, the game is closer than I thought it would be, but there goes Oklahoma. So look at Vegas. Look at us going like two points. Two point spread. Dude, What's I'm the matter you, with Vegas? Vegas is always on to something. Uh, it's rigged. Illuminati <laughs> confirmed. Yes.
1: But uh, if you look at the quarterback numbers, Max Duggan and Spencer Sanders were not that far off from one another. And you're talking about somebody who has impressed me this year that he had two games, two big games in a row in Spencer Sanders. And then Max Duggan, who we've been
0: just trashing all year. Yeah. So yeah. I know. I wouldn't say we, I wouldn't say we've been trashing him. We've been trashing his arm. Yeah. But we've been, but we I mean, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say that we've runner. been critical of he's him. Yeah. Runner, yeah. We've been giving him credit on his, with his legs.
1: But he didn't he didn't lead the the team in rushing though, yes he did. Never mind. <laughs> the the score is weird, man. It's showing when you when you uh, look at the matchup, it it shows rushing. It has uh, Desmond Jackson for Oklahoma State, twenty nine carries, one hundred eighteen yards, and then it shows Zach Evans for uh, TCU, ten carries, thirty four yards. I was like, well, I guess that was our
0: leading rusher. No, Max Duggan
1: had over hundred yards rushing. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, Max Duggan, yeah, two <clears throat> touchdowns. You know, I mean, I mean, and really, if you want to look at his passing, like his passing day, he did not have a I, like, twelve for twenty six yeah. with less than fifty percent and one touchdown and one interception. You know, so it's not like he. It's not like he was a world beater there, so it may, it, but but, but two hundred and sixty five yards passing—that's nothing to say. I know, that. Uh, no, I know it's not. I know it's not. And I mean, in Spencer Sanders, he still had like their numbers are very similar, but I don't think that that means that Max Duggan had this great day passing. He no. just he just had a he just Spencer Sanders just had a shit day, and TCU always comes in and knows how to play defense, man. Yeah, so yeah,
1: uh, weird, especially with Oklahoma State wanting to be a more traditional offense it's like s- slow the run game down a lot make their quarterback beat you and uh and he couldn't
0: he couldn't yeah he couldn't so good on yeah. tcu way to go horn frogs wait yeah. they're not they're not rolling over and dying you know so here's hoping that tcu can uh can get themselves in a bowl game yeah you know I'd, be- <laughs> I'd love to see i'd love to see tcu play some like i would love to see tcu play someone like Boise State or 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 Central Florida or Coastal Carolina, like yeah. you know. But I think Coastal Carolina is going to get like a they're going to get year's, a legit yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, by the way, that game lived up to the hype. Yeah. Did you see the way that that game ended at the one yard line? It was like yeah. uh, it was like Super Bowl. Yep, f- um, yep. Yep. yep, What Super Bowl thirty four? Was it with the Rams and the Titans? Like, my God, dude. Like, that was so crazy. And that Coastal Carolina team, that defensive line is dirty. They are dirty. Dirty. Did you see what they were doing to BYU's quarterback <laughs> yes. after he threw that interception? They practically yes. just dr- drilled him into the ground, and it was like in that movie Little Giants. Whenever that, whenever anytime, Spike ran over that kid, up. Anytime he got up, they, they just, just shoved him right back, back down. down. Yeah, and just then they, sit back. Down. Then they would like they'd go in and they'd sack him, and they'd lay on top of him for a bit and like stick their fingers in his face mask and stuff, and like say like that offensive line is dirty, and they know they found their niche, and they they are exploiting it. So that Coastal Carolina team. What a team to watch right now! My goodness, and that was they prepared for that game with on less than a week's notice. So that was yeah. fun. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and let me rant about this one now. <laughs> Stand by. So here's the thing with Texas Tech and Kansas.
1: <laughs> go ahead.
0: <sighs> the defense showed up to play the defense and that is so weird to say whenever it comes to a texas tech team and this wasn't one of those things that i think that they only showed up to play because it was kansas the defense legitimately kansas. the defense legitimately looked great and this is one of those things that I think that the defense kind of looked at it and said, "Look, this offense is not producing right now, and we need to step up our game." And they were able to do that against Baylor. Like that like like against Baylor, they were able to make those big stops whenever it was needed, and then that tackle at the goal line is probably the tackle of the is probably the tackle of the year
1: for Texas Tech, yeah. Well, I
0: mean, you could argue that that's the tackle for the year for any any sport, like like not any sport, but any school. Like of course that that tackle didn't have like any like Anything big on the line for it, but it, but just yeah. the way that it looked and how clean it was and where it was at the time and where the, yeah. and, and the game was on the line. So yeah. this defense yeah. can show up. It was this offense that just fell flat. Like n- like no one was here to play. And you've got receivers yelling at the coaches on the sidelines saying "Get me the ball," and um and and the, <laughs> and the coach the coaching staff just refused, just refused to listen to anyone and to change anything. So it's it's like it is time to uh it, it is time to move on here at Texas Tech from Matt Wells from to No, and see <laughs> let's go ahead let's go ahead and talk about this one here. There are rumors on Twitter going around that they that Texas Tech looking into Art Briles has legs and they're saying that it that the rumors hold water. I'm here to say that if Texas Tech does this, I'm going to denounce my fandom for that team at least for the football team. I don't know who I would root for afterwards, but like this is one of those I no, no, I would not I will not root for the Longhorns just out of spite. Whatever. No, but it's but it's one of those things that have we has have we already forgotten? Like there are still stories that are coming out about what yeah. went on at Baylor. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not even it's... gonna get into it because it doesn't even merit discussing again because it's just it, it it just it just it churns my stomach just to think about everything that those players had to do and the fact that they, that Art Briles still has the fucking gall to say that they used him as a scapegoat. You're telling me that your players were having gang rape parties? with their incoming recruits as hazing and you're telling me you had no idea that that shit was going on get the fuck out of here with that bullshit you know you knew exactly what was going on and you turned a blind eye to it thinking whatever it was that you were thinking and if, if that that man does not deserve a coaching job anywhere anywhere and the fact that he coaches at a high school right now is just disgusting it is just disgusting. So the only thing that I have seen so far is that it's just rumors on Twitter, and then there's a guy that hosts a Lubbock radio show that says that he thinks it's going to happen, but it, he's not even like a big name in anywhere outside of Lubbock. I just think that he's just trying to get his name out there, and whenever he, and and just trying to say it just it, just it, because just because you mention Art Bryles, and all of a sudden your your name's going to be thrown around, being like, right. well, this person reported this.
1: Right, it could it could just be that, but here's the the upsetting or concerning part to me, and I'm not even a tech fan. It's the the amount of people who came out in
0: support of the idea. It was 60 to 40%, first of all. Like at, like whenever that whenever there was a poll that was that was created and hundreds of thousands of Texas Tech fans voted for it and it was 60% said no that they would not support it and 40% said that they would
1: 40% is still shockingly I, high that's
0: and i okay but you were try, you were telling me the other day and it what might the, have what, been what but I, it was 50-50 I was,
1: yeah what i had seen
0: was yeah. about 50-50 and I, I i
1: didn't see a poll
0: what, i didn't see a poll oh, you i was didn't? just going off of what the tweets that i was seeing no, no 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 i i saw a poll that said that and still 40% is just still, still way yeah too high. that's still way too high for so i but, what not, I, but see, but it's yeah. never going to be zero percent. There's right, always going to be people that are going to think that he was the scapegoat. Here's but. here's here's what I think is a is a possibility,
1: which is a little icky, but you know, it's still, it's not as bad as like the, if they were legitimately you know in negotiations with them. I think that it's a possibility that somebody on the staff uh, is. Uh, or somebody in in texas tech's uh, organization likes the idea and floated it to somebody to leak it to see what the reaction from the fans would be
0: yeah yeah and i could see that too and it's never 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 and
1: that's the thing i think i think too many people because i saw a lot of people who had the same sentiment that were like if texas tech hires art briles I'm I'm getting rid of all my Raiders stuff. I'm never cheering for that football team again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would ever go back. I don't know if I ever would. Yeah. Just because if you if that man gets another chance like that, that's that the fact that the the fact that the rumors are even out there is sickening. Yeah. Like it just is. It would because, be like USC hiring OJ Simpson as a running back. Yeah. Coach. Right. Like right. Um, Absolutely. No. Like, yeah, that's how I mean about, that's how such about yeah. Not. Yeah, really. Like that's such a perfect analogy. Like it just Art Briles' name doesn't even need to be it doesn't even deserve to be mentioned. It's like the Washington football team now. Like you can't say the R word anymore and Art Briles' name doesn't like like it should never even be mentioned ever again except for. Do you remember how much of a piece of shit Art Briles was? You know like him and Ken Starr can both just go jerk each other off in a cabin in the woods and just say, this wasn't our fault. This wasn't our fault. They used us as a a scapegoat, and they can believe that as much as they want. The fact of the matter is, is you both knew exactly what was going on, and you knew, Ken Starr, what this was going to do for Baylor and how much money you were going to make and probably still are making off of those teams and Art Briles knows that he can always say to take to his grave, no matter what happens now, he can sit there and say that he turned Baylor around. And he did. But at what cost? Right. But at what cost? Right. And this was this was prior to the Me Too movement as well. Yeah. You could argue that this jump started it, but this was before. And I hate to say this because I don't mean to sound cynical, but this is just the best way. This is the best, not analogy, but this is the best way I can say it. This was before the whole Me Too movement was cool. You know, this was before the, the, the Me Too movement was really brought to light. This was one of those things that everyone kind of looked at it and went, I think that this was the first time in my life whenever everything in Baylor and all that stuff came out. I went, no, nah, that stuff doesn't happen. There's no way.
1: And then it did, and, and then it
0: did, this. and then the Me Too movement happened, and I went, "Oh my God, this is all real." Of course, I don't have to worry about this. Why would I? Because no one's trying to drug me and stuff like that. But the shit fucking happens, and it's it's such a shame that it ever did in the first place, and we got to it way too fucking late. And this is just this is this is just this is something that. I'll, I'll be done. I will be done talking about this because I swear to God, if this happens, I might not ever watch college football again. Like, this is just like, it, it would be, the NCAA should never allow this to happen. Right. And it's, and and and, and I'm, I'm I, like, if, if I was the NCAA and as soon as these rumors started flying around, I would get out and say, Art Briles will never coach in the NCAA. The NCAA should have came out as soon as those rumors started and been like, none of our schools. Banned for life. Yep. None of our schools, Art Briles is banned for life. Yeah. Boom. End it right then and there. And the fact that they haven't stepped in, that's a travesty in and of itself. But Art Bryles gets people talking. Yep. The more people talk, the more people that are gonna watch. And it's it's a shame. It is the NCAA is such a corrupt organization. And 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 they refuse to do what is right because they don't care what is right. They care about ratings. They care about your money and they care about getting people talking. They care about getting tweets and likes and follows and stuff like that. So yep. Art Bryles, stay the fuck away from Texas Tech. Stay the fuck away from college football. You do not deserve it at all. You are a disgusting human being.
1: My final point is I would say it would be a shame if you stopped watching college football. If it were me, like if Texas were about to hire Art Bryles, I would say the same thing. I would not be able to cheer for Texas anymore. I would choose from the Big 12 if I were going to choose for uh choose for if I were going to choose a team to cheer for it would either be TCU
0: or Iowa State. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know. You let's let's get into the feel good story here, man. So let's
1: man. move on the one score in Big 12 football that was not really a shocker.
0: West Virginia Iowa State. But still, West Virginia has the best defense in all of the Big 12. If you want to look at their numbers, the mm. best defense hands down and Iowa State, 40, 42, 42 to 9. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good yeah. for them.
1: They you know, there's still an outside
0: shot. I mean, it would take uh Oh, a it would take wreck. yeah, it would take it would take a lot of miracles for them to get a shot at, at a playing in wreck. the national championship, but at least they're they're for sure going to get and i okay and this is the game that i'm afraid that they're going to get if they win the big 12 championship i'm afraid they're going to get coastal carolina really yes and that's going to be such a shame
1: i think if they if they i think they'd get the sugar bowl i think they'd get the sugar bowl and they'd play florida
0: See, I would love that, and I hope that that's the case. But I'm just telling you, it always scares me whenever the Big 12— It would either be Florida or Texas (laughs) A&M. Man, wouldn't that—oh, man, I would love to see Iowa State and Texas A&M. Taking my hatred for Texas A&M out of it. Because, I mean, that was—we were—Texas Tech was always that little little brother— to Texas, whenever it comes, whenever it came to Texas that rivalry, A&M was the but Texas, yeah, but Texas, but Texas A&M and Texas Tech, that was like a legit rivalry back in like like back whenever Texas Tech. And tech, or back whenever Texas A&M was in the Big 12. I know oh, yeah. Texas A&M and Texas was big, Texas Tech and Texas A&M was big too. Like everyone got ready for that game whenever it whenever it whenever that came in on the mm-hmm. schedule. So I'm taking my hatred for Texas A&M out of it, but I would love to see Iowa State and Texas A&M. I'm just worried that people are going to look at it and be like, "Well, we need to give Coastal Carolina its shot. Yeah, let's throw the Big 12 champion at them." You I know what? Maybe the maybe the loser, would... maybe the loser of the Big mm-hmm. Twelve I think Championship, Oklahoma might get Coastal Carolina, or if Iowa State loses to oh, Oklahoma, yeah. then okay. Iowa State. That would be that would be a if. fun game to watch. If. dude, I don't they're know, both, man. They're both I, playing their best football right now, but it's see, but see, game. but Oklahoma has to play another game. Yeah, Oklahoma Iowa State still has doesn't to
1: play West Virginia.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and Iowa, Iowa State, State doesn't. All that yeah, to... so they get time to rest and game plan. Yeah. So they, yeah, they already know, and obviously, I mean, obviously, Oklahoma, Oklahoma already Oklahoma, knows. But yeah, they, but it's they, for sure in. Well, the, I mean, do you th- do you think that Oklahoma even? Too, yeah, do you think that Oklahoma even plays their starters against West Virginia? Like, what's the I mean, point? They're
1: only oh, they're only thirteen and a half point
0: favorites. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, so anyway, good on Iowa State. Go go fucking take it to Oklahoma, man.
1: Taking care of business, beating the team that you should beat. Like that's.
0: And looking great while doing it too, man. Looking great, so let's go Iowa State, man. And then uh, Oklahoma, Baylor, man. Twenty-seven to fourteen, like a lot closer than I thought it really was gonna be.
1: Well, it's closer than the the game really was. The the going into the third quarter, it was seventeen to sorry. Going into the fourth quarter, it was seventeen to seven. So that's still close, but 27 uh, four. I don't know, that's closer than 27-14, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but then, oh yeah, okay, so the, the final touchdown was in the last minute, so it was uh, Oklahoma extended the lead to 27-7, to that's what I was meaning. So it, and until the last minute of the game, it was 27-7. And then Charlie Brewer ran in a touchdown and and made it a little bit closer than it actually was. But Spencer Rattler didn't look great. He had a good completion percentage, but uh, only 193 yards, two uh, two touchdowns, and an interception. Charlie Brewer, 263 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So he looked better than Charlie Brewer. And, you know, that's all you can do is look better than the (laughs) other guy. But yeah. But uh, he he didn't look like the world beater that he did against Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe he just shows up for the big games. And so, it, but it's just still... Um, you could also argue that Oklahoma State started to fall off there. And maybe that game against Oklahoma was that first game where they... Really, where the wheels started to fall off of the wagon there.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State's won or lost three of their last four. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. So, I mean, that that win against Oklahoma State doesn't look quite as impressive anymore.
1: Well, it was how big they won. No,
0: Oklahoma I understand. State, I understand. <clears throat> I understand. And and to, I didn't think it looked as impressive at the well, time. Well, yeah, because, because it was their backup quarterback. Yeah. And, he um, went four for 20. And, um, uh Buda Baker was not Buda Baker no uh no Buddha Baker plays Chuba, for yeah. Chuba Hubbard I'm Chuba, sorry Chuba Hubbard had the ankle injury yeah had the ankle injury too so yeah and he and was, for all we know they're all still battling those injuries yeah so yeah Buda Baker he plays for the Cardinals I'm sorry no you're good move so, on to
1: next week moving on to next week the first game on this kind skitty. of underwhelming first game on the skitty Oklahoma West Virginia this game is closer than it was when they, it
0: was originally supposed to happen. They're picking it closer, I've, uh, well, I think. Well, and see, I'm wondering, because th- it's not like this is the NFL where you can sit your starters because your spots are already made. You know, if Oklahoma goes out and loses this game, whether they play their backups or not, they're going to fall in the polls. Yeah, they're going to fall in the polls, but it doesn't really matter. They're not
1: going to play for a, a national championship, and their Big 12 championship spot is already locked.
0: Yeah. So I mean, do you th- do you think that Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma, just goes out and starts their backups? But that's the thing. Oh,
1: teams like Oklahoma and Texas, whether you're playing for something or not, uh, whether your game is meaningful or not, there's still that pride that's associated with
0: wearing that uniform. I understand but but see but Texas right now is going out to play just for the pride's sake. Oklahoma doesn't need to play for anything else because their next game that they play after this one is the championship and that's all the pride that they need.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is like I still think that they <clears throat> I still think that, that they
0: they want to come out and and beat West Virginia. Okay, so maybe maybe the starters just play the first half then. Maybe. It de- I So mean, I mean I don't so I don't know. Like that's why I think I think, mean,
1: I think that <laughs> Excuse me. I think the starters start, and if it's looking like it's gonna run away, then yeah, they only play the first half. But uh, if it's close, I think the starters stay in.
0: Okay, I, that's I'm just I, that's why I'm just legit asking. Just I'm not saying that that's like the real thing. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah,
1: I I, I mean, I can't see. No, I mean I I can't I can't see that being the case, uh, but it you know it could come back to bite them if it's not the case you know they could somebody could suffer an injury
0: which yeah i know that's yeah and that's what i'm saying like you don't want to get your starters injured for it but i still think oklahoma wins
1: yeah i mean i don't know
0: what their backups look like i don't either but i think if their backups i think you're right i don't think that the starters sit the whole game and i think that if it's getting out of hand then the starters will sit so if the backups play like i think they will then the game will already be in hand yeah so i think oklahoma wins this game yeah
1: oh yeah oh yeah it's true
0: all right. So then, at three thirty, Texas and Kansas. <clears throat> I think. I think. I think Texas wins. I think Texas
1: wins. I think they stick with the formula that beat Kansas State. Yeah, and of they, course. And they
0: run, 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 run. Because now I think now I think that the Urban Meyer myths, rumors, myths, the Urban Meyer the urban legends, the urban legends, <laughs> nice are. Uh, <laughs> have died. I think that now this team knows that they they've got their coach and they're going to go out and they're going to play for him now. Well, there's still a lot of I know, I know, I know, but still, I it's just I think that this team yeah. now has kind of rediscovered that fire for Tom Herman and I think that they the I think they cuz I mean, I'm willing to bet that Texas probably knew that Urban Meyer was going to say no before we did.
1: Yeah, I think I think what what you see happening Potentially, is you you learn a lot about... You don't learn a lot about somebody in success. You can learn a little bit about them, but you don't learn a ton about somebody based on how they handle success. You learn a lot about somebody based on how they handle controversy and failure. And I think what Texas players and what I hope Texas Athletic Department and boosters have learned is that Tom Herman is going to handle the controversy the way that you would want him to handle the controversy and if nothing else if nothing else he has earned the right just based on how he's handled this He's earned the right to coach next year.
0: Right, right. So we both think Texas will win, and we'll we, like. I, I think, I think we both think Tom Herman will be back next year. Yeah, so, so, but we'll that that that's yet to be determined. So, but we will we will see in the upcoming weeks. Yes. So Oklahoma State at Baylor. Oklahoma State's only favored by six.
1: Yep. I still think Oklahoma State's gonna win.
0: Yeah, I do too. I do too. Now the question is, do you think that because we've got two seven o'clock games? So, do you think Oklahoma State covers the six points? No. Hmm.
1: No, I don't. Man, think they that's do. big. That's I don't big. Think
0: they do. I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that Oklahoma State covers. Maybe not by much, but I still think that they do.
1: Yeah, I think they win by about four points. So, uh, and then the next game, which I don't know how we're supposed to pick the score for
0: this. Louisiana Tech versus TCU. And the Horn Frogs man taking care of business right now. And they're playing for a bowl game, aren't they? Uh yeah, if they win, they are bowl eligible. Yep. So this is, this Lu- is a Louisiana, big one. For...
1: Louisiana Tech is also 5 and 3 though, so Yeah, so both they, yeah, both, both are... teams are trying to trying to be bowl eligible. And you could say bowl games don't matter, but getting to a bowl game matters because getting to a bowl game gets your school money. And so as far as the boosters and athletic department and everything are concerned, getting to the bowl game matters. Winning the bowl game matters less, but getting there matters.
0: Right. Um, I just, ooh. I mean, I think TCU wins and I think they win big. Like like Louisiana Tech's not going to be on their, they're not going to be on their level, I don't think. And, 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 and TCU's riding in on one of the biggest highs, if not the biggest high of the season for them.
1: Yeah,
0: let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I think... I don't think Louisiana Tech is going to be in this game. They lost to Houston Baptist 66-38. to Yeah. They lost to BYU 45-14. They lost no, they
0: they beat Houston Baptist.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind, sorry. But they lost to BYU 45-14. Yeah, but
0: BYU They was lost
1: to Marshall 35-17. They lost to UT uh, San Antonio, twenty-seven,
0: twenty-six, uh, and they and had, then they just barely beat the University of Alabama. They
1: they took all of November off, right? Right. <laughs> uh, beat North Texas. I don't, I just don't I don't see Louisiana Tech being able to hang with. Uh, no, not at all. With Gary Patterson, and and let's be honest, if if Louisiana Tech is gonna beat TCU,
0: they're gonna have to do it because they outcoached Gary Patterson. I don't see that happening. No, not at all. So yeah, I think I think TCU wins. I think that they're gonna stick with their run game. So I think that they're gonna win thirty eight to seventeen. No, thirty eight to ten. Thirty eight to ten.
1: I am going to go a little bit closer than that. I think it's I think it's going to be 35
0: to uh 17. Okay, so you don't think that they cover the 21 and a half points then. No. Okay. No.
1: But <clears throat> I mean I think that's uh that's that's just the formula that works for Gary Patterson is is uh slowing the game down and
0: and yeah but I don't think he has to worry about slowing down with this team
1: well that's because
0: Louisiana I'm, Tech hasn't played anyone near the caliber well okay they played BYU but they played BYU. Their, their,
1: their passing attack uh, t- TCU's passing attack is not the way that they win games I don't expect it to be the way that they even win this game I don't think they're even going to try to win that game th- this game that way I think they're going to run the ball and they're going to run the clock down no, I think that's why I think that they're
0: only going to put up 38. I think 38 is even a little high. Well, you just said 35. I said a little high. <laughs> All right, so there's our college predictions. Uh, we're gonna try and keep this south of three hours this week. But uh, what what do you think is the answer to the trivia question? Who punched their manager in the face in 1977?
1: See, I. I know he didn't play for the Rangers, but my gut says Joe
0: Morgan. No, it's Lenny Randall. Oh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, according to this, he was he he was one of their big names, but the uh but Bump Willis was their top prospect at the time. So that's why he lost his job and he Bump. was not happy about it. And he was he was suspended and then promptly traded to the Mets so jokes jokes on him (laughs) yeah
1: uh dude what happened to all the good baseball names man like yeah mookie's back Uh uh-huh yeah mookie's great
0: mookie's great but doc raleigh bump bump yeah bump catfish Uh uh-huh see it was the same thing with with hockey nicknames too that's the sad thing is that Hockey nicknames—you just take the person's last name and add an E to the end of it. Like, there's a guy, there, there's a there's a guy out there. I can't remember what team, but his name is Ricola. That's his last name. So, what do you think that they should call him? Ricoli. No, 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 no. That's that. That would be what they. But like, if your name is Ricola, what do you think your nickname should be? Cough drop, lozenge, oh, oh, something okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him Rico. Oh yeah. And it's and if you're going to call him Rico, you know what I would call him? I'd call him uncle. Yeah. You know, like it's so it's just it's just such a shame that all the nicknames. Like and or of course Suave. Ooh, yeah, Suave'd be a better Suave. one. Yeah, Suave's better than uncle. I just love Napoleon dynamite so much. So call him Tina. <laughs> 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 Come get you dinner you
1: fat lord
0: you think anyone wants a roundhouse kick to the face while I'm wearing these bad boys? I don't think so. You think I'm happy just because I get to go home to Starlight every night?
1: <laughs> One of my favorite jokes
0: is he goes, he holds out both his arms and he goes, grab my arm. The other arm. And then he switches arms but grabs the seat. He goes, my other arm. <laughs> I love that movie so much.
1: I I think I've told you about this, but uh, when I was stationed in California, I had to fly in through LAX, and uh, I was coming home from leave one time, uh, and as I'm walking on the plane, like, I got my headphones in, and uh, if you fly a bunch, like, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, the more I fly, the less I want to look at the people in first class as I'm walking through. You know, because they're already having a better time than I am. And I'm walking through and it just stops. The line just stops. I'm like, what is going on? And uh, the guy in front of me has has just decided to start talking to somebody in first class. And I was like, what the? Dude, come on. And then I look down and I'm like,
0: oh, it's John Heater. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't tell me this. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And this was at the
1: height of his fame right well, no 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 this was like two or three years after bench warmers even
0: oh re- oh yeah. really okay yeah. okay never mind then so, so yeah this but is he, whenever, but yeah, uh, yeah but uh, you know the guy was like
1: like oh hey cool you know i loved napoleon dynamite and like of course he gets that all the time and uh and he said oh hey thanks man you know it's funny nobody says that about bench warmers <laughs> And he goes, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you as much as you want, but, uh,
0: we need to board. So, <laughs> but there uh, must be, there must be steroids in macaroni, you know, like that was, <laughs> that's the only funny line from Benchwarmers. I don't, I, oh, have you seen it? No. It's awful. No. I they they, they, they He talks about, it, he goes, he goes, what's, they, they talk about steroids and, uh, John Heater goes, what are steroids and, um, uh. David Spade goes, it's stuff that makes your wiener smaller. And then John Heater just goes, oh, there must be steroids in macaroni. <laughs> That's the only funny line. Yeah, John Heater will just always be Napoleon. He tried to be like a serious actor for a bit. And he, really? Yeah, like he, he did a couple of rom-coms there for like a little bit. And they were just, they were awful. They were just so bad. So yeah, he just was always Napoleon Dynamite. And I hope that he's kind of learned to embrace that. I hope that he doesn't hate that role. I
1: mean, he didn't. Uh, he he didn't come across as annoyed with the guy. No, yeah, so.
0: but I mean, but that was still like relatively. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. still a little bit after. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Here's hoping that he that he has kind of embraced that role. You know, just because some people hate whenever they get typecast. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I never, I never realized that. So you didn't like stop and say hi to him. You just kept walking. No, like I I kept walking and like I nodded at him and then, and then, uh, I was waiting for,
1: um, like my bag at the baggage claim Mm. and I saw a bag that looked like mine and I grabbed it and I like quickly realized, oh, that's not mine. And as I'm setting it back down, John Heater was like, oh, that's mine. And I was like, oh, here you go. He goes, thanks. Cool. Ah, oh, okay that was that's uh that's i lived in the la area for two and a half years that's the only celebrity interaction i ever got yeah i drove by uh emma stones right emma stone yep. uh, i don't know if it was her house but she was standing in the driveway yeah and i was like hey <laughs> hey i know you uh a, fr- a friend of mine was stuck in traffic at uh on the 405 And uh, she said this blue, like, Ferrari or Lamborghini or whatever it was pulled up next to her and it had the top down. And she just looked over and it was Robert Pattinson. Mm. And she goes, I don't know what came over me, but I actually rolled the window down and said, do you know who you are? (laughs) She said he looked up at her and, like, nodded and put the roof up. (laughs)
0: He probably was sitting there thinking like she's about to serve me with some court papers or something like you know. <laughs> my favorite story, my favorite celebrity story of someone who yells at at someone through their car window was Ken Jeong and this was right after The Hangover came out. And he said that he was standing he was he was he was at a gas station pumping his car. And he said that someone was at a red light and rolled down their window, and then the light turned green, and the guy sticks his head out of the car and goes toodaloo, motherfucker!" Whenever he whenever he takes off at the green light. So that that's uh, that's that's my favorite cel- yelling at a celebrity outside of a car oh, or, uh, story. So, <laughs> oh man, I bet you those celebrities see all the craziest stuff. So, yeah. All right, man, you spent? Yeah. Yeah. This is a good episode. I I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Once again, guys, thank y'all so much for listening. DrunkenQuestions at gmail.com. DrunkenFan1. DrunkenFan and then the number one at Twitter. Maybe we need to get like an Instagram or something. We'll work on it.
1: No, I, I don't think we should do an Instagram because I think that rolling with our wwe superstar thing i don't think they should be able to see us oh
0: my god thank y'all for listening and we will not hear it from y'all next week (laughs) john Woo!